At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to a Sunday morning edition of The Sweat. I'm Emerson Latsy. We got Josh Applebaum here, Steve Buchanan. Apple Dog. Apple Dog. Applebaum. Julian Edlow, a.k.a. Mr. Sack of Potatoes, hanging with us. Coming in hot. (laughs) We are coming in wicked hot, baby. The games yesterday around the NFL, not so hot. Historically cold. We're going to break down the remaining four wildcard games. Two today, not three. To tomorrow, because the Bills in New York State are cowards. Michael Lombardi is in the house. We're going to mix in some NBA and NCAA men's basketball bets as well. But first, yesterday we had it all. Historic performances, those temperatures, shirtless dudes, helmets shattering, and the boys helping you make bank. Billy! To the touch screen, please. We had a good the, day. The Not N- a bad day. Dude. Not a bad day. Hell a good day, gentlemen. The NFL clean sweep from all three of you. We're not huge victory lap people here, people, but this is a reminder that you need to watch this show if you want to be rich. That's right. Let's get into it. to you then. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, man, listen. I'm a 92 cent <laughs> bonus back guy, okay? Round that unit I, up to a dollar. It's an aim small, miss small kind of well, thing. Well, you're the head coach. You put us in a position to succeed. That's so exa- credit goes to you. That's exactly right. Just like credit goes to Andy Reid, putting the Chiefs in position to win 26-7 to over the Dolphins in the frozen tundra of Kansas City. Bukes. Looking at this game, a lot of takeaways here, but is this victory over the Dolphins another reminder, despite how the regular season plays out and despite how off the offense appeared throughout the regular season, we just cannot and should not ever count out Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid together at this stage of the game. So I think this is what's going to happen. People are going to have the same sentiment that you are expressing right now and that Chiefs are back. We all got to back well, I'm the not Chiefs. saying they're back. I'm saying you just can't no, count them because, like the no, because of the experience That's they have together implied. at this stage of the game. You imply that they're back. I Here, here's they're what back. I would say is that, damn you, you know, despite somebody <laughs> on this panel liking the Dolphins yesterday, might have been me, mm. um, the Chiefs were able to take advantage of a very depleted Dolphins defense. And I think that was the biggest takeaway from that game is that the Dolphins, and I, I, I felt like I knew this right by the end of the first quarter, I'm like, yeah, the Dolphins have no shot in this game. Like, I thought that, you know, Tyreek Hill playing in these elements before would be able to, you know, take this team downfield. 
But we couldn't even get Tua to throw beyond the line of scrimmage at this point. Like, I was looking this morning. It's not up yet on PFF, but oh, I was yeah. curious how many times he threw behind the line of scrimmage. It's got to be in the double digits. And that is not how you're going to move the ball downfield efficiently, especially against a Chiefs team who's going to be able to get pressure on you because they have lost half of their offensive line. Like, Tua was constantly under pressure in that game. There was so many times where, you know, the, the play would start and it already felt like that Tua had a guy or two in his face or, or, or around him in his vicinity so the Chiefs are able to take advantage of a very depleted Dolphins team now the real test is going to come next week yeah and that's where I think that you know people are going to view how they saw that game uh, yesterday go Chiefs are back they're ready to roll but quite honestly there wasn't really anything overly impressive for me that I saw in that game that makes me feel like other than Pacheco uh, that makes me feel like this team is ready for a deep run. And Josh, ask what, what's up, Jules? I was gonna say like we. So we're saying that the Chiefs aren't back, and they might not be. They had a really good spot in that game, but guess what? They're gonna be in a good spot again if the Bills win and they get two extra days of rest going to Buffalo to face a team that beat them earlier oh, in the season. Okay. The largest rest advantage in NFL playoff history. If no that system is the matchup. for Josh on this one. Yes. There is no First system time. for <laughs> unprecedented rest advantage. Yeah. I mean, Josh, was it more, I guess, of what the Chiefs did or, or what the Dolphins did not do? Because I feel like asking Tua at this stage of the game to beat a good team is like asking, you know, the cameraman after a Kelsey catch to not pan up the Taylor Swift. <laughs> like, it's impossible. He can't beat a good, had to get a good team. Mm. Yeah, and I think there are two things going into this game that, you know, we heard a lot about and they ended up being true. And, and this isn't always the case. Some things, media narratives aren't always true. But the, the narrative to me about Miami and cold weather, you saw it happen again. We gave you the stat yesterday, but they're now 0-10 straight up uh, in their last 10 games when it's uh, less than 40 degrees. They're 2-8 and ATS. And then also looking at that line move toward the Chiefs because the Chiefs open as low as minus you know three three and a half they got up to four and a half what i liked about the chiefs even though this time of year i do bet mostly dogs is that they weren't that popular they're only getting 55 percent bets but 70 percent of the money so that was a good bet split there you really theoretically shouldn't move a full point if you're only getting 55 percent of tickets and then talking about that windy under you know we were talking about how the cold could make a huge difference it obviously uh definitely had a play up a, a played a part in that game but that wind uh, 15 miles per hour you can now add another w to that windy mm. under system match windy under 10 miles per hour or more, Steve. They're now 11 and 4, 73% in the postseason since Let's 2017. Go. And shout out to Rashi Rice uh, for catching a lot of prop overs. I mean, it's an unfair, Jules, that a quarterback talking Tua here, who hails from Hawaii, plays in Miami, <laughs> has to make his playoff debut in negative four degree weather. Do the Dolphins have a Tua problem? Well, should have beat the Titans. I mean, I. That's true. We're going back to, <laughs> no, we're going back to week 17 yeah. here. They were up like two scores with what? Yeah. Around two minutes to yep. go. Yep. They collapsed, had themselves in a must win in week 18 against the Bills, which they did not, which is why they were in this position to begin with. But looking at that game yesterday, Steve made some good points earlier. Can't throw it very far past the line of scrimmage right now. Like, do they have an issue with this guy moving forward? I mean, here's what I would do with Tua. You have an above average NFL quarterback that came from a system that uh, is very, very highly thought of at Alabama. The problem is, like a Mac Jones, when your wide receivers in college are Devonta Smith, uh, Jerry Judy, and so on, you get a little bit spoiled. Now, he's spoiled in Miami again with Waddle, one of his Alabama guys, and Tyreek Hill. But when this team goes on the, not even, forget the cold, just goes on the road, they can't win. Um, but again, when you look at this stuff in the NFL, like, is the grass greener? Like, wh what are you going to go to? Because generally, if you, sw if you go to another quarterback, if you try and change it up, it's not going to work. So I think this team needs to build off of what they have, um, which is, you know, above my pay grade. I don't know how they do it, but if you scrap it and start over, you're probably going to end up with a worse quarterback than Tua, whether he knows how to play in cold weather or not. All right, well, you know a quarterback that knows how to play on Saturdays in the wild card round. First time ever being in this position, C.J. Stroud. Ridiculously impressive. He and the Texans offensive coordinator, uh, Slowick, as well for Houston. In his first career playoff start, Stroud completes 16 of 21 passes. We're talking against the Browns in a blowout victory. 274 yards, three touchdowns. So we set the rookie marks for completion percentage, passer rating, margin of victory by a rookie quarterback in a playoff game. Had to be the biggest winner 
on wildcard Saturday, was he not? Yeah, Stroud's the real deal. I mean, if you didn't believe it now, you got to believe it at this point. Uh, but I'll look at that from the betting perspective. I think there's, you know, we all on the panel like the Texans maybe for different reasons. But from a data perspective, this is a wheelhouse play for me. When you're in the postseason and you see a team that's only getting 30% of bets, automatically a bet against the public play would be to take that team. Texans were a really contrarian play, but the key to me was that late movement back toward the Texans because they opened getting two, they got up to three, and then once it hit the key number of three, came crashing right back down to the Texans. So even though the public was all over Flacco and the Browns, it was a contrarian spot with that late line move. That's what you love to see. Uh, and again, Njoku did it again for us guys yesterday. Yeah, yeah, he certainly did. See, what chance would you give the Texans next week then? I believe they'll play either the Bills or the Chiefs. Yeah, so it really depends on you know what happens with that um, that Bills-Steelers yeah. game tomorrow. But that being said, I it's this team is just going to be undervalued, I think, the rest of the way. For them to blow out the Browns in that type of fashion was pretty shocking, honestly. Yeah. But, I mean, there's a couple of things that I think we all nailed here on the panel. That defense on the road was completely different yeah. than they yeah, were at home. 14 points allowed per game at home. Just under 30 per game on the road. And the Texans got there almost in the, second, in the first half and of take, that game. Take away the two pick sixes, that's still a 31 on the board. 100%. And, and we talked about it here. What are the biggest faults or, or red flag here for Flacco? He turns the ball over. And those back-to-back pick sixes yeah. literally were the end of the game. Like, the, you, once that was done, that game was over. Like, just, the Browns were deflated. Flacco was deflated. And he, th- he threw the ball almost 50 times in that game, completely flipping the script on what this Browns offense was through the first half of the season. They are not a team that is built to be a pass-heavy team. Obviously, Njoku is a huge beneficiary of that because him and Flacco hooked up so many times during those six games that uh, Flacco played. But this is a run-heavy team that's, that is successful when they run the ball. And then they're, they're passing the ball, 14 points there. Wow. Texans take you know wipe the floor with them, two pick-sixes there. Texans are the real deal. I really do think so. And that defense, by the way, is still underrated. That defensive line is strong and is going to be a force for the remainder of the playoffs. Uh, Looking ahead, any like Texans futures here, Jules, that that you would like? Because, listen, Saturday, wild card round for the Texans has been a good spot. I believe they're 5-2 now on Saturdays. 0-4, though, in the divisional round, like moving forward. Yeah, none of those numbers mean anything to me, what day it is or what round it is. Just like 5-0 uh, in the wild card. Being correct. Yeah. Okay. Hey, uh, going out, digging up numbers from 10 years ago. But I, I like the Texans. Like, we were all in the Texans yesterday. They, they proved a point in this game, uh, mopping, mopping the floor with the Browns. Things are going to get tougher for them uh, once you move forward. This is generally one of those rounds where uh, we see some good things from a lot of teams, and then you really have to show what they are. Good stepping point for them, but, it, you know, let's see what they can do next year, I would say. I, I don't love them in the next round, no matter who it is. Okay, well, first game of the day today was supposed to be the Steelers at the Bills. That has mm. been moved to tomorrow. Well, uh, no. we'll show you what the weather looks like and Buffalo and what these guys expect to go down and who's got the advantage now that we're talking a Monday afternoon matchup. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. 
Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Guys, we used to be a proper country, right? For some reason, <laughs> we got Mother Nature just raining down snowy hell on Buffalo. So the governor of New York State and the Bills were like, okay, fine. We're going to move the game to Monday afternoon at 4.30 from 1 o'clock on Sunday. Uh, very, very unfortunate for, I, I'm sure a lot of folks out there had already placed you know, a boatload of bets here on this game. Jules, I'll start with you. What's a strategy? What can you do right now if you've already put some bets on this game that's, and we're talking Bill Steelers here, is there a way to hedge maybe some bets that you've already placed that could be in a bad spot now that it's moved? Because I think originally this game was going to be on an, you know, it's going to be an even playing field if you're playing in all that snow. And now not so much. The stuff should be cleared out by tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to be a blizzard game anymore, no. but it's going to be a below freezing wind game still. Like, it, this is not like we're uh, moving the game to the Bahamas. Uh, it's still going to be the yeah. day after a blizzard in Buffalo. Now, I don't, I mean, 4.30, come on, Monday's a holiday. Let's do 1 p.m. kick. Just move it 24 I'm hours. But you. it is what it is. Uh, it, I, you ride your bets. Whatever, whatever you bet going into this on for Sunday, I would go ahead and use relatively the same analysis for Monday. Okay. Um, now, are you going to get an absolute downpour blizzard like we're seeing these tweets in Buffalo? Insane. No, but it, this is going to be a, a messy game still, and I think there's maybe an over-adjustment on the total potentially. Uh, what are we? It, was, it reopened 39. 39. It floated to 37.5, up to 38 range. Anything 37 or better, uh under. I'm, I'm fine with it. I think it's going to be terrible conditions. All right, Bukes, how does your analysis change of this game now that it is on Monday afternoon and it's not going to be the next edition of like the snowball here? Yeah, I mean, I think this ends up being an advantage now for Buffalo because now they can actually probably throw the ball more than they were originally intending to. Remember that game where it was absolutely like, you know, mm -hmm. single digits and, and Bill Belichick was just adamant about running the ball. When that game with Mac Jones, we threw the ball, what, six, seven times or something Last, like that? Yeah, like three, three times? Or three or four times. Like, One of Mac Jones' best games of three. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the only time he was good. Um, you know, that feels like that would be kind of the game plan if this was being played today. Now we're going to get some more, you know, through the air here, and that's obviously an advantage for the Bills. But I will say that, you know, with Mason Rudolph under center, I mean, this team, this offense has been moving a lot better than it was if it was with Kenny Pickett yeah. or Mitch Trubisky. Uh, Mason Rudolph has by far so been the, the best 3-0, right, to end the, end the regular season. But also a lot of those teams they beat, it may have been all three were backup quarterbacks. Well, I mean, the whole league was a backup quarterback this Half year, if league, we're being yeah. brutally honest here. Uh, Josh, what advice would you have for people right now trying to navigate the odds for this game, especially those who have maybe already placed some bets? Yeah, so I think it's kind of tough if you had done your job and gotten a really good under, you know, looking at, yeah. at the weather for this weekend. Like, for example, before this game was moved, you know, this total got down to, what, like 33? Yep. So, like, personally, I got an under 36 and a half. I was feeling great, excited, beating the closing line. What now happens? Now they move the number. And, again, this is uh, just sometimes the way betting in life works. The, obviously, the odds change. Julian mentioned it got reopened to, like, 39. You're down to 38. I do think in terms of uh, playing the under, I'm still going to go under, just like Julian said, oh. because this still is not just a cold game, but the wind factor, which we talked about earlier. 15 miles per hour, sustained, that's important too, uh, gust throughout the, uh, the game. 
uh, as high as like 30, 35. And again, those windy unders in the playoffs are 11 and four. So I'll still go uh, toward the under here. And I do think changing this game, you get it why the governor did it, just the safety of people getting in the stadium and whatnot. Yeah, but I think it might, it might help the, the Bills, though. Look at what happened with the line, uh, Emerson. It got down at one point, minus 10 to minus 9. Yeah. They move the game, it's back up to 10. So that just tells you that, you know, kind of taking away the variable of, an, of a crazy storm, which could be an equalizer, better weather, better for the Bills. And I will say, this is going to be now the fifth time, if this stands as, as uh, double digits, this will be the fifth time that the Bills are double-digit favorites. They're 0-4 ATS as a double-digit yeah, favorite. Yeah, they've been bad wow. this year. And the, only, and the average margin of victory in those games has been 4.5 points. On top of that, this absolutely shocked me. This is the biggest dog, you know, line as a dog that the, the Steelers have been. They've never been more than a 4.5-point dog this season. So this is like Four and a half. yeah, this is like wow. uncharted territory for the the Steelers to be this big of a dog. So for me, this has me leaning towards the Steelers as a ten point dog because we have less than ideal conditions. We have a game total that's you know thirty seven at this point. You're going to give me ten points for the Steelers? Like, do I think they're going to win this game? No, but I feel like at plus ten, that's a that's a big margin for all these things considered and how poorly the Bills have been as a double-digit favorite. I mean, Josh, what about like some potential Josh Allen props or just overall expectations for him? Because, you know, this team is far more superior at home than we've seen on the road. And without TJ Watt here, guys, Steelers, yeah. one in ten, they allow an average of six more points a game and have half as many sacks per game. Yeah, so definitely, I think, uh, in the situation, I would look toward one of his best receivers. Not Stephon Diggs. Gabe Davis is out for this yes, one, too. Remember is. that. Uh, but I'm looking toward Dalton Kincaid. This guy, who they drafted in the first round, has gotten better what? as the year has gone on. What are you I thought he was going to say Shaquille. I, actually, I, I literally thought that's where he was going. That's my guy. I was, I was yeah, genuinely surprised that yeah. it wasn't Shakir. Right, go ahead. Well, sorry, he may sorry. Be, he may, I might add him, Steve, you know. But uh, <laughs> Shakir, to me, again, what I try to do is look for those juiced-up totals, ju- uh, props there. Shakir was minus 115. Didn't okay. see much either way. Because i got to stick to the model. So yeah. Kincaid's my guy, over 35 and a half receiving yards. It's minus 120. And again, we saw it with Rashi Rice, like a cold game, short passes, tight end over the middle. I think it could be a big game for him. His last two games, he had 84 yards against Miami, 87 against New England. He's second on the team in targets. So I think with Josh Allen in the cold, in the wind, again, he's got a big arm. He played at Wyoming. He knows this kind of weather. But to me, it could be a big game for Dalton Kincaid. I'll go over 35 and a half. Steve, do you feel anyone in particular is in a good spot to shine and go off on Monday, early evening, 430? Not really. Like, I, like I, I'm, I'm more interested in unders in this game, like for player props. Like, you know, I'm going to go right back to the well here with Stefan Diggs and taking the under on his receiving yards. He finally hit an over last week, but that's not been something that we've been getting consistently uh, from, him, from him this season. Like, you look at the, his total for this game. It's uh, 66 and a half, I believe it was. This is a number he's gone under eight times this season in four of his last five. The only game that he went over was that last game there uh, that the Bills played. Now, Gabe Davis is out, so that obviously means that there could be some more targets here for Stephon Diggs, but that also potentially means that Stephon Diggs is going to be lined up primarily with Joey Porter Jr., which is not a good matchup here because he has been phenomenal in that Steelers secondary, so I'm just going to continue to ride the unders here with Stephon Diggs. We are not getting that same guy we got in the first half of the year who I think had 100-plus receiving yards in five yeah. straight games I think it was it, I don't know why what has changed but Diggs has just not been getting the ball efficiently yeah. and now you throw in all these conditions throwing Joey Porter Jr. I'm taking the under I mean Josh has been spreading the ball around a little more I think we've seen in their like winning streak here to end the regular season he's also been turning the ball over less which was so important for them to get back on track I think they've also been running the football a little more so maybe in he's terms been of running a lot more yes yeah, Allen, yeah, yeah. He, he has which That's which you look at going. you look yeah. at the numbers he runs more the offense tends to have like more success it opens it up a little more would you potentially then look for some rushing overs here in this situation i would and josh wants to talk juiced up props josh allen rushing attempts eight and a half is minus 160 wow this one has gotten pounded i would almost games tomorrow obviously now i would maybe just wait and see if this gets to nine and a half minus 110 standard juice and play it then if like if he's going to be running the ball, he's going to be running the ball. I, I liked it more in, in the snow, um, but obviously we're, we're still in pretty tough conditions. Got to have it type of spot. Mix the conditions in. He should be running the ball 10 times. He's been running the ball a lot recently. 
Um, the rushing yardage prop is what, 38 and a half? Also up, yeah. Uh, 38 and a half with minus 125 juice. I like that too. I, I'm a little more confident in the uh, attempts, but of course I, I can't you know, tell you to bet minus 160. So games tomorrow, wait it out. If this goes to nine and a half, like even money, uh, minus 110, I would go ahead and fire on that. What about anyone on the Steelers side? Or is this just expect to be either a close game or, or, or a heavy one-sided affair leaning towards Buffalo? So I think if you're the Steelers, you want to keep this as a low-scoring game. Again, run the ball, you know, p- possession. Najee Harris could be a guy you look at. I think Najee Harris right now is 61 and a half. It's minus 115 both sides. Yeah. But I mean, Jalen Warren's been trying to inform too in the backfield, a receptions machine. Yeah, Warren could be a guy you look at. Um, but I'm just going to piggyback on Julian. I really like that Josh Allen over 38 and a half. You look at his box scores recently. He's gone over this one in two straight. And this weather, again, it's hard to tackle. Uh, this is a guy who you can tuck it and run. I think it's a good play. Not not a lot of these Steelers, to me, I'm kind of with Steve. I don't know what you think, Steve, but uh, these Steelers props, like no one's juiced over. It's a lot of unders. Yeah, and, no, and I agree, too, because like one thing that Mason Rudolph has been able to do that, you know, Mitch Trubisky and Kenny Pickett has been able to do is these deep shots downfield. Like Mason Rudolph has made a number of these. That's why we've seen some big games here from George Pickens or, or Deontay Johnson. You know, this these elements, this, this game is not really built for that there. But again, I think the Steelers are going to try to stay on the field for as much as humanly possible because I feel feel like that's really their only path for victory at this point is to keep that offense on the field, try to keep the Bills offense off the field, and just try to beat this team defensively at this point. So um, I, I'm not looking really for any Steelers overs in this game. Well, uh, I'm not sure if you're superstitious or at least a little stitious. The Bills and Steelers, we mentioned it yesterday, have met in the postseason three times before the winner in each of the previous three playoff meetings has advanced to the Super Bowl. So congrats to one of these two teams Absolutely making the Super Bowl. Let's dive more into uh, the props on the DK Sportsbook next. All right, now that the Steelers and Bills have been postponed to tomorrow, first game of the day, which, by the way, it feels so weird, and it feels almost criminal that on Wild Card Weekend on Sunday, we got to wait until 4.30 for our first game. But to be fair, it's like, would you want to do the 1 o'clock and then wait all the way till 8 o'clock? Yeah, actually, I would. Really? (laughs) Yep, yeah, 100%. I think I'd rather, I mean, I get it, but I think I'd rather the back-to-back. I I I mean, I have a personal agenda scheduling-wise today that this actually is good for me. (laughs) Yeah, right. you've had you've had an eventful Very weekend, <laughs> an eventful evening for well, sure. So it's the miracle you made it today. <laughs> I have a family thing in the afternoon, so it's like okay, okay great. Now I can watch it four thirty. Yeah, but I wish they were playing because I want my my snowy blizzard unders. Yeah, yeah you I absolutely do. do. But yeah, this is your flu game today. We appreciate you being here, Julian. So healthy as uh, an ox. <laughs> <laughs> so the Packers at the Cowboys here, guys. A game that pits Mike McCarthy against his former Packers squad, which adds like an extra dash of spice to this matchup. And similar to Buffalo, which we just talked about in the last block, Dallas. Josh has been one of the best teams in the league at home this year. So it's really not surprising to see them as a seven-point favorite right now, is it? Yeah, I think the spread is fair, but I like the Packers quite a bit in this one. I'm going to take the Packers in the points. Uh, obviously, if you're able to get the hook on the seven and a half, you're feeling great because this thing is now down to seven. But let's just look at kind of the way this thing has evolved. It reminds me a little bit of the Texans from yesterday where the early move was toward the favorite. Dallas is minus seven, up to seven and a half. But again, it's come back down. The hooks are now gone. Hook could be critical here. I think you can wait it out until 430. Will it just naturally get back up to seven and a half with all this Cowboys money coming in? Uh, so to me, that's something to, to look out for. If you're not comfortable with buying, it up a half point uh, again I don't love buying points but around a key number you can make a case if it's juiced down and you can get Packers like plus seven and a half at minus 120 but a lot of angles here playoff dogs uh, 59% against the spread since 2017 wild card dog 67% and then here's a system from yesterday with the Texans when you're a dog who missed the playoffs the previous year bet on that team in the playoffs he loves this one 35 and 17 ATS 67% since 2017 <clears throat> and to you know top it all off cherry on top Public's on the Cowboys, 60% here. So if you're going Packers, you're with the contrarian play. You're betting against the public. Same situation there as the Texans, and you're getting this late move. I love Packers in the points. Not only, Steve, were they 8-0, the only team to finish 8-0 at home the season straight up. Cowboys 6-2 ATS at home. They have a league-best 21.5-point average margin of victory at home. They're just mashing teams at AT AT&T Stadium. They are mashing teams at home, but also... 
I would implore you to uh, go look at that home schedule oh. and look at some of these teams that they were absolutely demolishing. Teams that they should be absolutely demolishing, like Washington, like um, some other teams. I don't know off the top of my head. Like the Packers. <laughs> I mean, what, you, you had, and you also had a few teams that kind of pushed them to the brink a little bit there too, yeah. right? It was like the Seahawks and the Lions, yep. I believe. Good teams that were yes. pushing them to the brink there. Um, I, I'm with Josh here, though. I do. I would be siding with the Packers here. I would love to get that 7.5 if possible, if you don't mind paying up a little bit of juice. We say minus 120 for the 7.5. Yeah. I think for it, I, I'm okay with that. And then one thing, too, we got a little bit of news this morning from Ian Rappaport saying that Jair Alexander has a 50-50 shot of playing. That would be huge for the uh, Packers secondary. That He's been obviously uh, one of their best guys in the secondary as it is you already. Call the coin flip. Uh, that's uh, <laughs> something I actually would like to know. But that would be huge for their secondary here, trying to stop this this unbelievable offense of the Cowboys here too. But we also have to watch out for Tony Pollard, too. Like, this is a good matchup for him on the ground. The Packers have let up a lot on the ground, over 95 yards on average to opposing running backs here. So he's somebody to watch in this one. But I do think that the Packers can hang with the Cowboys in this game. Like, people don't want to give them their flowers and everything. But let's be brutally honest. Jordan Love has been nothing short of fantastic over the past three, four weeks. I feel like he's actually finally comfortable. He feels like he's that guy in the pocket. He has a good presence there in the pocket as well over the past couple weeks. This is going to be a tough matchup, no doubt, but I think the Packers can hang in this one. Well, Love did enjoy an amazing first season as a starter. Jules with the Packers, four and five straight up on the road, and that's despite his 94.6% passer rating in that situation. Yeah, I, I can't get there on Green Bay in this one, um, but I'm also not going to tell you to lay seven with a favorite in the postseason. I think Dallas is a fair teaser piece. Uh, they they do very well at Jerry World, obviously. You can tease them down to minus one, put them with any one of the dogs for the rest of the weekend, and I won't argue with you. <clears throat> My bet in this one is Dallas team total. I'm going to be consistent with what I've done all year. Uh, 28, 29 and a half. They've scored 30 plus points in every single game except for that Lions game. And if C.D. Lamb doesn't fumble through the end zone for the touchback, mm-hmm. now you're at 28. Dallas is front running a little bit. Do they wind up scoring more in that game and get to 30 once again? Uh, their season low at home is 30 points in week two against the Jets. So this team scores at home. Packers defense with or without Jair Alexander can't stop a nosebleed. Give me the Packer, uh, Give me the Cowboys team total over. And if you want to tease them down to win the game, that's fine with me. All right. So w- what about just for the total, the game total in general here, Josh, like 50 and a half. We just heard the direction that Jules wants to go in here, but only three of the Cowboys home games had totals of more than 50 points this season. And let's see, three of the Packers final four games surpassed 50 total points. Yeah, so I think in terms of uh, the stats here, the data, the betting splits, I mean, there is a reason to like the over. It's getting 65% bets, 80% of the money it opened, as low as, you know, 49 and a half. It's up to 50 and a half. I see some books maybe even going to 51. So there is quite a bit of late movement here toward the over. But I just, I don't love betting, uh, betting overs in these playoff games. I have a system here where the total, if it's a quote unquote high total of 47 or more, the under is 26 and 13, 67% since 2017. So it just goes to show in these games where, you kind of expect it to be a shootout, two good offenses. Again, the style of play is different. Uh, and even though you are seeing this total tick up a little bit, that's uh, going to scare me off of betting that over, just the fact that these high totals historically have gone under. Are you that nervous to go over in this? I am too, because like you mentioned, like well, those home totals that weren't over, you know, 50. Like you look at some of the teams. I have the list up here. The teams that they were fa- that Dallas faced at home. We got the Giants. We got Washington. We got the Rams. Seattle, uh, Philly. Obviously, that they played them there. The Jets, Detroit. So and Green Bay. Well, obviously, which is what we have today. So. Not a lot of teams that would help get to that over there of 50-something points when you're facing teams like Washington and the Giants in this one here. I would side with the under on this one. I think this is just a pretty inflated total. Like, again, I feel like Green Bay really doesn't get the love that they should defensively. I really think that their secondary has been strong. They're obviously going up against probably one of their toughest tests of the season. When you have C.D. Lamb, you have Brandon Cooks, you have Jake Ferguson, who's really come um, in his own over the uh, second half of the season here. So I think 15-and-a-half is a little bit too much here. I would side with the under on this one, but you know this wouldn't shock me if this was like a 44-45 point game. Okay, so then which quarterback would land on your betting card in terms of props? Oh, without a doubt, I'm taking Jordan Love. Like again, I feel like he has been so good over the past three or four weeks here. And then if you're on the mentality that they're going to be, you know, uh, over a touchdown underdog in this one, then that game script is going to be leading to Jordan Love throwing a lot in this game. There is a chance that he's going to get Christian Watson back in the mix here. This would 
probably be one of the healthiest games that we've seen from the Packers wide receivers at this point because remember like they have lost so many guys throughout the year like we've never really seen the Packers offense full when it comes to their wide receivers because they've just dealt with so many different injuries here um, so I think that this is a good spot to back Jordan Love on A his pass attempts and the over on his passing yards and you got Jake Ferguson landing on your prop card that's my boy Jake Ferguson today I'm gonna go Ferguson over 43 and a half receiving yards juiced up over minus 120 he hit this over in five of his last six games. He's averaged, the, to me, when you're playing a lot of these player props, for whatever reason, I gravitate toward these like uh, wide receivers, you know, pass catchers, juiced up overs. That's kind of been my model. But the key is not just, you know, looking at the catches and the yards. It's looking at the targets because the targets really uh, tell me whether, you know, how much attention this receiver is getting and the opportunities he can to go over uh, that number. You got to get thrown the ball if you're going to catch these overs. So he's, he's averaged 7.3 targets in his last six games. He's second on the team in targets with 102 CD had 181, a massive number there. But Ferguson's my guy in this one. And also look at Dontavion Wicks, over 32 and a half receiving yards. Mm. He's a guy that's really turned it on late uh, for the Packers here in his rookie year. His third most targets on the team. And he's gone over 32 and a half receiving yards in six of his last eight games. Yeah, because of Lamb's success, really the continued emergence of that second year tight end, Jake Ferguson, has been slightly overshadowed. You're going back under center on the Green Bay side of things. Yeah, I, I like Jordan Love's passing yards, and it's up more than like 10 yards, I think, yeah. since open. Uh, Matchup-wise, game script-wise, everything adds up for Jordan Love here. He's been going over uh, 250, what is it, I think seven of his last nine mm-hmm. games, something like that. <clears throat> and game script-wise, Dallas is going to score. I'm very confident Dallas is going to score. My best bet in the game is Dallas team total. So if Jordan Love is going to have to keep up, he's going to be slinging the ball I don't think Dallas's defense scares me too much. These guys like the dog and the under in the game. Uh, you know, in a weekend with all these uh, weather conditions, this is a brave one to take that stance in, I feel like. If there's going to be one that's points, it's this one. And whether Jordan Love puts up points or not, I think the yards are going to be there. Is there a coach who has more pressure on him than Mike McCarthy? This week, wild card weekend. Well, if you if like I, if you like the Packers to win, you can get Bill Belichick's <clears throat> next team, any other team at 7-1. to one. That would include the Cowboys. Yeah, they're if still- the Cowboys don't win the Super Bowl, I'm hiring Bill Belichick. <laughs> yeah, this is not That's a true. normal coaching hire. If you like, it's Mike McCarthy. He hasn't done anything. If the Cowboys don't win the Super Bowl. You're fired. I'll hire Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick working with Jerry Jones and Jerry Jones still calling the shots and personnel and stuff out there. Or would you get Bill Belichick with a you, I'm not team. speaking about general managing because uh, the GM trades up for kickers in the fourth round. They make like 50% of their kicks. <laughs> only coaching only, wise, I will take Bill. Only if that kicker played at Navy, though. All right. Yeah, uh, we got to take a break. We're back in four minutes. We're going to dive heavy now into props the rest of the way. Four games to go. Stefan Diggs in a good spot or not? We'll discuss. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Lots of game bets discussed up to this point. Lots of props. And we've got even more props discussion coming your way right now. Jeff Ulrich, top of the morning. One of my favorite Canadians. I still can't believe the Bills moved their game because of snow. You guys would never do that in Canada. Brother, it's it's like minus 20 Fahrenheit where I live right now. And the schools don't close. So, no, we wouldn't have moved anything. If anything, we would have played a doubleheader. In this kind of weather. Yeah, I love that. I noticed a big smile on your face, too, because Tommy Fleetwood won in uh, Dubai like an hour ago. Congratulations Good on that. Good for him. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Way to go, Tommy. All Thanks right. for winning when I have no money on you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into uh, some props here for the four games remaining on Wild Card Weekend. Uh, in terms of uh, quarterbacks here, who do you feel is in a good spot, my dude? Probably not the the quarterbacks from the from the Bills uh, Pittsburgh game, but okay. that's on Monday. I mean, I, I really like the spot for Jordan Love uh, just to come through with some production at the very least. It's a tougher matchup. I mean, obviously Dallas has some um, has a very good pass rush, and 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 they're not a, a defense necessarily to be trifled with. But Jordan Love um, certainly going to be afforded some opportunities. He's got a healthy receiving core. They got Musgrave back. Watson may give it a go. Um, you know, obviously Dontavian Wicks getting, you know, just rising up as the year has come on. I think Jordan Love's still a little bit underrated here. Like you look at his passing prop, it's under 250, or actually it's risen, excuse me. So now it's up to 230, 253 and a half. But I mean, certainly you could play Jordan Love alternate lines or something in same game parlays on a slate like this. And, and I think you'd be well within your right. You got a dome stadium, two teams uh, slated to score over 50 points. Uh, I, I think Jordan Love at the very least is going to give it a real go today and, uh, and try and take down the Cowboys. You think Dak Prescott feasts in this one? I mean, Dak at home is just like, you know, it's, it's, it's just very, very steady. I mean, like I, I, I didn't mention Dak Prescott because he's just always good at home. I mean, you know, you look at his, his passing touchdown profits minus two thirty. I mean, it's a player with pretty extreme home road splits. Um, You know, Dak Prescott, you know, his ATS record at home, uh, his his ATS record as a big uh, favorite, extremely solid. And I think that this is a spot where Jari Alexander may not be hundred percent. It's probably going to really help um, the Cowboys passing game as well. So yeah, I look at this game indoor in the playoffs. I, th- I think both quarterbacks are probably going to go over 250 yards, probably throw for a bunch. And um, I-, I think potentially go over the number as well. Yeah. And we could take a, a long romantic drive down narrative street for the late game tonight, as well as the Rams visit the lions. There's Jared Goff. There's Matthew Stafford. So golf's passing yards prop right now, 260 and a half. Stafford, a little above that, 276 and a half. Who do you think's more likely to go over? So I think from a pure passing yards perspective, I would take Stafford. Um, you know, with the emergence of Demarcus Robinson, Cooper Cup getting healthy. I mean, Matthew Stafford has just been absolutely dealing. And I mean, you just like you look at the matchup with the Lions as well. Neither team has a great secondary, but the Lions are just an extreme funnel to the pass kind of defense. I mean, they're very good against the run. They have a pretty solid defensive line, but like their secondary. It's just been put in the blender two of the last three weeks by Nick Mullins. I know, I know it's Justin Jefferson, but like you look at Matthew Stafford, obviously he's an upgrade there. And Matthew Stafford, as I mentioned, it's got an all-star receiving crew as well. I just don't know how the lions stop this Rams passing attack with the way Stafford is playing. So from a yardage perspective, I do like Stafford, but I mean, the matchup is almost as good for golf. Yeah. Uh, the Rams defensive line is pretty good. I mean, I think if you're looking at Jared Goff going over on his pass attempts actually makes a lot of sense. It was 33 and a half earlier in the week. Uh, it, it has moved out potentially a little bit, but like, the Lions still play at a very up-tempo pace. Both these teams, you know, top 10 in plays per game. Uh, I think Jared Goff probably throws the ball close to 40 times in this game as well. Do you think that revenge game narrative between those two is going to add up to a close game? 
think it is. I mean, like if you're asking me, you know, what, how to play this game, just from a, a, a line perspective as well. I mean, the, I take the plus three with the Rams. I think it's going to be a close game. I think that the lions, you know, even if they dominate at home, um, they're going to have a real hard time just shutting down the Rams later in the game, you know, when they're trying to, to close things out, so to speak. And, and I think that, you know, if, if the Rams are down, like just seeing them get it within a field goal, wouldn't be shocking. Obviously we'd much rather get three and a half here getting over the key number, but I think the Rams have a real shot of winning this game. The Rams were fantastic down the stretch. Their only lost game to Baltimore, the team that's favored to win the super bowl um, in overtime. I mean, LA has done it all and they're coming off a week of rest. Really don't like the fact the Lions played their starters last week either. Uh, I, I think the Rams potentially win this outright. All right. So you've already mentioned you're not really feeling the quarterbacks for tomorrow's Steelers Bills game after that has been moved. How are uh, you kind of handling how maybe has your approach changed with this game moving and not really expected to be in the snowball anymore, at least blizzard conditions? I mean, it, it stinks. I mean, you know, obviously a lot of people had bets on it and, and I, I think that a lot of people were in good spots with unders and stuff like that, but you know what, the weather's still going to stink. I mean, it's not going to be great. The wind could potentially hit 20, 25 miles per hour. Still, uh, it's still going to be freezing. You know, we saw last night Tua Tungavailoa had a real hard time completing passes. Uh, threw the ball 39 times and he was under, you know, 22 pass completions. And I look at Josh Allen's um, pass completions. It's at 19 and a half to go under uh, plus 100. That's a really good number. I, I really like that bet under 19.5 completions for Josh Allen. If the bills get ahead, they're not throwing the ball here. Um, it's still really terrible conditions. They've been running the ball more of late anyways. Josh Allen's gone under this number in three of his last four games. And those were in good conditions. But those were games where the Bills got ahead. They ran the ball a little bit more. Josh Allen's been running a little bit more. And certainly in this spot, like I said, with the conditions still being a factor, I think Allen goes under that number. So I like uh, I like the under 19.5 completions for Josh Allen. It's not as attractive as it was. When I bet it and it was going to be minus, you know, or the, the wind was going to be 50 miles an hour, but it's still attractive. And I, I still think it hits. All right. What about Josh Allen over half an interception minus 140? That was making people money almost all season long. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm surprised this is still at minus 140. Like I really am. Um, you know, he just, he's just been so automatic with the INTs. Um, yeah. Again, like it doesn't correlate with what I just said, though, because obviously I, I don't think the Bills are going to throw the ball that much in this game, especially if they get ahead. But man, I mean, Josh Allen and, you know, Josh Allen's turnovers do get talked about a little bit too much. A lot of his interceptions come on the downfield balls. They're like punts. They don't hurt his team that as much as people like to uh, make them out to. But at the same time, he does turn the ball over at a very high rate. Like I said, I, I, I would probably rate this closer to minus 150, minus 160. So there's probably a little value in betting the over there too. Okay. And then in terms of the final game of the weekend, we're going streaking, baby. But you've got the Eagles streaking the, the bad way. And then you have the Bucks who are actually winning like five of their last six. The Eagles losing five out of their last six here. Maybe in terms of like props, would you target... Jalen Hurts more on the rushing side, the brotherly shove here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, Jalen Hurts' passing number, um, you know, it, it's crept back up a little bit. It's at 222 and a half, but I, I do like the under there. I, I really think Philadelphia, when you look at how they've come into this game, um, both wide receivers banged up, AJ Brown out, Jalen Hurts really didn't throw the ball at all this week because of his finger issue. I mean, I, I think Jalen Hurts will be able to throw, but like, I mean, the preparation isn't there. Certainly um, it could give him troubles in games. Could be a little bit of rain here as well. I like the under on his passing yards. I think that you'll see the Eagles with the de uh, definitive rush attack. DeAndre Swift had the week off last week. You could look to take the over on, on rush yards for DeAndre Swift and pair it with the under on passing yards for Jalen Hurts. I will say this. There is one pass catcher I really like in this game, and it is on the Eagles. It's Dallas Goddard, 47 and a half. I absolutely love the over on Dallas Goddard in this spot. Um, he's had 12 catches over his last two games. You know, I mean, this is a player who's pretty good in open field. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers allowed the second most fantasy points, second most receiving yards to opposing tight ends. I think Dallas Goddard's a great alternate line target. Like I could definitely see him going for 80, potentially even a hundred yards in this game. He's gone for a hundred yards four times in his career. So I think Dallas Goddard's in a really good spot uh, with AJ Brown out fully expect uh, the Eagles to use him a ton in this game.
Hey, uh, real quick bonus question for you. Out in Hawaii, the weather's absolutely perfect. We got the final round of the Sony going on. Keegan and uh, Grayson Murray tied at the top 14 under par. 19 golfers within five strokes of the co-leaders here. Who is your bet to win this thing? Or do you have a bet before this thing tees off this afternoon in the final round? Yeah, I mean, look, the, the last three or four winners have all come from two or three strokes back. It is a tough course to close out on because there's a lot of tight par fours down the stretch. I think you look at the two guys that really stand out, Chris Kirk and Byung-Hun An. Byung-Hun An's plus 1,200. He's still looking for his first PJ win. He absolutely finished his round terrible lot yesterday, which you don't like, but you know he struck the ball well all tournament. And, and I think at plus 1,200, like I said, this has been an event in that final round where – couple strokes back. That's where you want to be targeting. That's probably where I would go in the outright department. That's where I've gone. And um, I don't feel great about it. But, you know, again, I think there's probably a little value in those two, Kirk and Byung Hanan. All right. Congratulations again to you, Mr. Fleetwood Fanatic. We got to take a break on the other side. Arguably the most anticipated matchup of the playoff slate this weekend. Matthew Stafford, Jared Goff colliding in Detroit. We're breaking down the odds for it next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.